Meet Gary. Gary's about to become an Einstein in an instant. Whoa, Einstein hair. I like it. That's right, Gary, because you're using Salesforce powered by Einstein AI to connect data, predict business trends, generate personalized content, and wow customers. I do feel a lot smarter. Because you're not just Gary anymore. You're Gary, empowered by Einstein AI. Did you hear that, team? I'm an Einstein. Oh, can I get a selfie? The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. President Trump has taken a step toward confronting China over its handling of intellectual property. Yesterday, Trump signed a memorandum directing the U.S. Trade Representative to consider investigating China's policies, including its practice of forcing U.S. companies to transfer their technological secrets to Chinese businesses. Here was Trump explaining the move. We will combat the counterfeiting and piracy that destroys American jobs. We will enforce the rules of fair and reciprocal trade that form the foundation of responsible commerce. And we will protect forgotten Americans who have been left behind by a global trade system. With us here to talk about the uh, president's actions and its implications, here with me in the Bloomberg 99.1 studio in Washington, is Andrew Maeda, Bloomberg News' global trade reporter. Andrew, thanks for being here. Um, help us uh, unwrap this. Explain what exactly Trump did yesterday, what happens next. I mean, I, I mean, on one level, it kind of sounds procedural. He told the U.S. Trade Representative to consider investigating, but I gather it's, it's more significant than that. Yeah, you're right. He stopped short of doing uh, what some experts were expecting. Some people were expecting uh, him to order an investigation. But as you point out, he has just ordered Robert Lighthizer, the U.S. trade representative, to consider an investigation. So um, findings on this are probably at least a year away. Uh, but they could have serious consequences. Um, this is being done under Section 301 of the 1974 Trade Act. Uh, it hasn't been used extensively in some time. And, but it does empower the president to take unilateral action to, for example, impose import tariffs on Chinese products. Andrew, tell us about some of China's IP policies that seem to be crossing the line into theft, especially forcing U.S. companies operating there to transfer technological know-how. Yeah, this is a longstanding uh, criticism of uh, Chinese industrial policy by, uh, by American companies. Uh, just to give you an example, uh, some firms, in order to get regulatory approvals from the Chinese government, uh, are required to either design their products in a way that can be replicated in China or just outright uh, sign over the, the IP. So, um, so as you can imagine, that's, that's problematic, especially in the tech sector. So tell us a little more about this, this mechanism. You said that Section 301 hasn't really been used much lately. What is, why is Donald Trump invoking it and what is the significance uh, and, and how does that differ from what, what other presidents uh, have done on trade? Yeah, the, this administration is pulling out all the old uh, uh, trade laws and, and, and uh, 
provisions that had kind of uh, gone dormant. Uh, Section 232 is one we've seen with respect to steel. In this case, as I mentioned, it's Section 301 of the 1974 Trade Act. Now, what's interesting is they could go in two different directions. They could simply file a complaint with the World Trade Organization, which would be a more uh, multilateral, traditional way of proceeding. Uh, But the president could also take action himself uh, outside of the WTO and impose, uh, again, as I mentioned, tariffs on Chinese products. Andrew, was this a fairly measured response from Beijing? It said it will, quote, resort to all proper measures. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I'm I'm still uh, learning myself to interpret uh, Beijing's responses. I mean, I think that uh, so far, uh, it, it I think it fits into the pattern so far of uh, Beijing uh, not uh, being baited by uh, the president's uh, provocations on trade. Um, you know, I think the Chinese. Uh, want to try to keep things on an even keel. Uh, that's uh, so far what they've done. I mean, they, they, they said that they would defend themselves. I think that that was probably expected. Um, you know, and they emphasize that the two countries have a, a shared interest in, in, in maintaining strong economic ties. So, so yes, I would, I would call it measured. And what's been the domestic re- reaction? I'm, I'm interested both in what, what uh, Republicans and Democrats are, are saying and what, what U.S. companies are saying. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, most Republicans are supportive. Uh, Chuck Schumer, the top uh, Democrat in the Senate, actually said that uh, uh, Trump should have hit the harder <laughs> and is actually uh, is actually saying that uh, Trump is all uh, all action and uh, all, all talk and no action on China. You know, I think um, America, I think that American companies support this uh, more than you might think. Uh, I think there's been a bit of a sea change in the last few years. Uh, again, with more tech companies going into China, I think there's actually more support in the corporate sector than you might gather from, their, from the public statements of CEOs. Just in about 30 seconds, Andrew, is the situation, the growing tension over the threat of North Korea using nuclear weapons playing into this in any way? Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, this is these two countries are not playing on a single chessboard. They're playing on multiple chessboards. Uh, North Korea is on one chessboard. Trades on another chessboard. You know, there's other issues on different chessboards, and and each move that the president makes on one board impacts the U.S. position on the other board. So this is an extremely nuanced, complex relationship. The U.S. and China are rivals in some sense. They're allies in many other senses. Uh, so, so it has to be seen within the broader context of the relationship. I want to thank uh, Andrew Maeda, Bloomberg News Global Trade Reporter, for joining me here in the 991 newsroom to talk about uh, Donald Trump's step towards uh, confrontation with China over its intellectual property policies. Johann Schmiegel, you've got the world's highest IQ. Yes, 247. Wow. Did you know that thanks to Salesforce with Einstein AI, everyone's smarter? Now everyone's an Einstein, just like you. But I'm the smartest. Not anymore. With connected data and trusted AI, everyone can give customers experiences they've only dreamed of. Oh, look, here's a few Einsteins now. Hey, hi. Hola, amigo. Everyone's an Einstein? It's okay, Johan. Let it happen. The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. 
The Hartford empowers mid- to large-sized companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com.